Welcome back to I think we're on now. <laughs> Welcome back to part two of this week's reckless speculation. Um, we like to hear ourselves talk a lot, so we didn't get through all of our topics yesterday. So we're back again. Um, Raj was one for one on time. Couldn't be here on time today, but I'm sure he'll be here shortly. Um, and we also have who's always on time. Robbie Davis. Yes. What's going on? It's amazing. We had, we allocated an hour and a half yesterday to talk about the NFL and we didn't get to the NFL um, very much at all. Um, so yeah, we're having to run it back again for the second time this week, which is awesome. Uh, I'm always happy to, to chat. Um, yeah, it's another cold day here in Tennessee. I'm uh, ready for the weather to warm up a little bit. Yeah, I totally agree. Our greens are still covered here, so golf has been out of the question for a while, even if you wanted to play. So there he is. What's going on, Raj? Can't can't hear you, buddy. Cannot. Here we no. go again. All right. So anyway, let's uh, let him figure out what's going on there. We're going to dive right into it. Uh, championship weekend. Um, we'll start with, can, are you on, on now, Raj? I have no us? idea. Yeah, you I are. can hear you. Is that a no? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Thank God. You're good. All right. Good, because my first question is actually for you. We're going to dive right into it. Chiefs versus Bengals. Chiefs favored, like we said yesterday, minus seven. Over-under is 54 and a half. So, after Burrow beat the Titans, you know, he he announced he's tired of this underdog narrative. Um, they're obviously underdogs here in this situation. Do you think Burrow can pull this off against this high-powered Chiefs team and if so, what are they going to have to do to do so? I mean, crazier things have happened. I don't think this Chiefs team is unbeatable by any stretch. Uh, obviously, the defense is pretty vulnerable uh, with the right offensive firepower, and the Bengals have that. I mean, I think they need a huge dose of Joe Mixon to, to set everything up, but you know, I, I always look to see who's the best playmaker on the field. And despite Kansas City have two amazing ones, Jamar Chase is probably the guy I'd go with. Uh, point being is that they have the firepower. Now, can their offensive line hold up long enough to keep him alive? I've said this before. He, uh, The Bengals gave up the third most amount of sacks in the league, and, and the attempts weren't uh, extremely uh, significant, more so than anyone else. Per, you know, I'm – at a loss for words, but the Titans had nine on them. You know, uh, it's a much tougher place to play in Kansas City. But as of right now, the weather's fine. To answer your question, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of points. I, the Chiefs are not unbeatable. Would I be surprised if Cincinnati won? Sure, but it could happen. They've got, they've got the talent. Yeah, 
No, I agree. Um, I think if if anything, it's gonna it's gonna have to come down to slowing the pace of the game with uh, Mixon, like you said. Oh, yeah. They can be ran on for sure. I just don't think they want to get into a shootout with Mahomes. We saw how that ended for uh, you know the Bills. So, um, all right, Robbie, yeah. for you. So yeah, speaking of high powered offenses, they're both you know pretty pretty high powered. Um, do you think this is going to be another shootout type game or do you think it's going to be slowed down? You think that's the Bengals game plan and the Bengals being younger, not being here, you know, is that going to come into factor? You know, I've been thinking about this game, um, all day and, you know, Joe Burrow, just doesn't lose big games, it seems. Like he's had – he's played in a bunch of them in college. He has now played in a, in a couple in the NFL. He always comes out on the victorious side. However, he's never faced a team like Kansas City with a quarterback like Mahomes on the other side. I think the Bills may have – done the blueprint for the Chiefs though it, it it has been this whole we have to counteract their attack and so we're going to slow the game down we're going to keep them off the field where the Bills at the end just said we're going to score with you and it may be a who gets the ball last kind of game so I think the key in this is not necessarily the Bengals running the ball but can they can the threat of running the ball be enough to keep the Chiefs from teeing off on Burrow? Because the Bengals offensive line, hey, they went out and they they drafted Jamar Chase first round, high first round pick, knowing they needed an offensive line. They made the right pick because that guy's a stud. But now they've built it, but they may have built it too quickly because they do need an offensive line. If he gets sacked nine times in this game and they're playing from behind the sticks as much as they did against Tennessee, with that offense on the other side, they're going to be in trouble. But I think you shoot – I think you say, hey, our weapons are Higgins, Boyd, Chase, and Burrow. You got Kelsey and Tariq Hill and Mahomes. Let's go. Let's, let's go like a you know fast-break basketball game. Let's, let's just throw it and let's see what happens. So, I, so, so I love hey, and that you know, let's not forget, it, it wasn't the playoffs, but this game happened in Week 16, and uh, the Chiefs were up 14 late. It was in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's, te- I mean, Chase had 11 for 266 and three TDs. Yeah, absolutely unstoppable. When he wasn't catching the ball, he was drawing penalties, including a major penalty on Legarius Sneed that gave them a full set of downs. I mean. The only reason why I bring this up is that's a regular season game, obviously, and that was in Cincinnati, slightly different. But they have the ability, and conversely, Kansas City has the defensive inability with, you know, fairly suspect corners to many. If the Honey Badger is out from a concussion, that changes everything right there. Um, You know, that guy, that guy is such a difference maker, it's not even funny. Uh, But, you know, I think they can go toe-to-toe with them, but the odds aren't great, but it, it's just nice to know that they have the firepower. There wasn't a lot of running game in that game, but again, that was week 16. 
all the starters played, but Mahomes didn't wasn't asked to do much. But it was it, it's a confidence builder for Cincinnati for sure. Well, it's almost like back when that eighteen and zero Patriots team last game of the regular season, Coughlin played his starters against New England, saying, "Hey, we're going to prove we can play against you guys." And when they met up again in the, in the Super Bowl, we all know what happened. The bank or the Giants got confidence they could play with that Patriots team. And so, Ross, your point, the Bengals got confidence they can play with this Chiefs team. No, I, I totally agree with you guys. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think they're going to hit the over 54-and-a-half. Um, that seems very low to me. I, I agree. I mean, especially after you know, the watching the last game with, you know, two offenses. That's the thing. You know, the Bengals – I think they can play kind of both ways. You saw them play against the Titans where it was more of a defensive game. You know, granted. Absolutely. uh, Burrow still almost threw for 350 yards, but he didn't put points on the board, you know. Mm -hmm. So so defense held. um, And this – I think this is going to be a completely opposite game from that and and different game plan. You know, they're not going to have eight and a half men in the box trying to stop Derrick Henry. Um, you know, I think they're going to be more nickel dime packages. You're going to see cover, you know, two over the top. Uh, they're they're going to try and double team Tyreek and you know maybe maybe Kelsey as well. So, but I, I agree. I, I think this could definitely be a shootout game. Um, it, it's definitely on paper. It, it looks to be the hype um, close to what we saw last week. If if Cincinnati I mean, wins, I will not. I will never call Joe Burrow a bum again. <laughs> That's right. It might come back and bite. Probably you. should have stopped doing that by now. <laughs> no, it's a great. It's just the first you know, they, half of every adaptive. week of every of the season. The Joe Burrow is a bum. Text Whenever had you to bet come on out. him. <laughs> yeah, go uh, ahead, Rod. Um, that's a great point. No, you, you know they they can play both sides. They're very adaptive and. You know, a very underrated player is C.J. Ozuma, the the tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. is a very dynamic pass receiver. Once he learned how to block, uh, which he obviously did, but always been a dynamic threat. And, you know, you can spread the field with that guy, Higgins, Boyd, Chase, two running backs that can both catch the football and Mixon and Perrine. I mean, that's as good as it gets. Again, yeah. Burrow's got to be have enough time to stay alive. But – the potential is definitely there. And, and I think people are making the mistake that, well, they're more of a, you know, three yards in cloud dust team like last week. But I, I think that's mm-hmm. wrong. I think that was the, the tempo and style of the game that they could play. And they were fortunate enough to win. But, I mean, they can sling it. There's no doubt Burrow can sling it with the best of them. For sure. Yeah, with, and with, with Sensi being able to adapt and go back, they went – they changed their style of game – to, meet, to match what the Titans wanted to do, and they won that game playing how the Titans wanted to play. There's no doubt yeah. about that. The Titans yeah. won that a drag-out game, and they said, okay, we'll do it, and they did. Yeah, well, and they, they forced um, – they said, look, we're, we're going to force Tannehill to try and win this game, and obviously we, we saw the result of that. But this is a, this is a young Cincinnati team, and to, to be this competitive and – aggressive this early on 
I think we, we've got a lot here in the future, especially if they can put a few key pieces on the offensive line. We're going to see this team here for a while. I mean, the AFC is starting to really stack up, um, especially with young quarterbacks and high-powered offenses. Uh, you know, the Titans – Titans got to be careful because, they, you know, they could get left behind quickly if, if we don't make the right moves, especially salary, salary cap-wise, and keep key players. So, it's going to be interesting to watch. Oh, yeah. Any, any fear of – Brady, Manning, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Rivers, them retiring and the game slowing down, that's gone. There's a whole new generation of yeah. studs in the NFL, studs. especially the AFC. Yeah, it's I mean, you, it's crazy. I mean, especially all – I mean, it, it's mind-blowing, the, the talent that we've seen lately. And, you know, the transition of the game, obviously higher power offensive side. I know Raj misses the good old days where they just ran the ball, and I, I don't disagree with that. Um, but I think those days are a little bit behind us. Um, all right. What I miss so, is Cincinnati having a decent right side of the line. Uh, that's their weak point. That's also Kansas City's, conversely, their strong point where Frank Clark sits. So the right Raj, side of Cincinnati's offensive line is pretty rough. Raj misses the day of being able to zigzag on Tech Mobile when you get ahead of the line and not you know get caught. That was sweet, dude. And then I I run the full circle around it. I used to be able to go all the way back to the like my own end zone and then go back a hundred yards with Bo yeah. Jackson. That was the yeah. best. Of course. <laughs> all right. Raj, let's go to you first. Um, what is your score prediction of this game? And who do you got winning? Wow. Over I 54 do. and a half. Sometimes there's, for me, it's just a feeling. Like everybody thinks the over is going to come in. So naturally it'll be an ugly defensive game. They've already seen each other play once. This is their third game in three weeks for both teams. Uh, well, for, yeah, for both teams, right? Kansas City played. Uh, only Tennessee got a buy, maybe. I, I mm -hmm. can't think. Uh, One buy each. each something tells me it's going to be less scoring than what we think. I just don't know if there's another shootout. You know, if I'm Kansas City, I'm dead, like tired-wise and everything. Again, this is just uh, something that I have a feeling of. If the over comes in, I'm going to say 36-33 Kansas City. But Cincinnati, although they can do that, they don't want to get there. And I'm hoping – this is bold, but I'll, I'll probably go with it. I'm going to go 28-26 Cincinnati. Wow. Nice. All right. Just better under. Bet, you better bet money line then. Uh, yeah, no, no kidding. Actually, I, yeah. Um, well, of course. But that's a uh, wait, 28 26. Oh, that's 54. And that's the over under, right? 54 and a half. Okay, good. Because I wanted to come in under. I'm saying Cincinnati it. has a chance to shock the world. Now, if they lose by 60, so what? The Chiefs are awesome. <laughs> All right, we'll go uh, Randall, Texas, and his picks for this game. He believes it's going to be a shootout. Um, and the Chiefs are going to, Bengals are going to cover the minus or the plus seven, and Chiefs are going to win. So he thinks it's going to be pretty close as well. 
Robbie, what do you think? I like so that. the only way I think this goes under is if these teams stay close the entire game. I don't think that's going to happen. And so I think it's going to be uh, one team jump out, the other team come back. I think it's going to be a game. I, I, I compare this to a basketball game. I think it's going to be a game of runs. Um, and so if it doesn't stay close the whole game, there's going to be a lot of points scored and a lot of chances taken. I'm going 41 to 34, which means I'm going to push on the spread. Hopefully that a hook comes in one way or the other. But I think the over is going to hit, and I think it's going to hit fairly early. I don't disagree. If memory serves, our host said it was going to be an easy cover by Kansas City yesterday. Yeah, Brandon, what was your prediction? Yeah, so, well, I'm getting there. That was it yesterday. Yeah, so. Just wanted to make sure we remembered that before. I've got the over. I think it is going to be somewhat of a shootout. I don't think – I don't – I agree with the runs, but I think you're going to see a lot of big plays that hit in this game. Um, I've got the Chiefs 37-27. I think they're going to stay close for a while, and I think, you know, fourth quarter, Chiefs are going to have a couple big plays, big breaks, and it's going to put them away. Um, Just side note, off topic. So about so at least in Tennessee where we are, 42, 43% of the population now has COVID. What's the over? I'm gonna set the over under of one. Over under one player being the COVID protocol throughout the Super Bowl. Zero. I'm going zero. It's under. <laughs> yeah. Um, they magically yeah. stop testing. There's no there's no <laughs> Money, money's on the table here. We we got to yeah. have the high profile players in. So, I, I would it'll it'll be like baseball, like here. whatever's tested for isn't public <laughs> until after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> they, so, they would have, missing that game. They'd have Patrick Mahomes take five hundred tests and get one negative. Like, all right, you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like he never tested. Literally, caused like it's fine. <laughs> no, so cause a genocide, right, more, but the Super Bowl ratings will be super game. high. Joe Burrow sacked how many times? I'm going to call over under at five. Robbie? Man, against that offense, if he's sacked more than five times, um, it's bad news. So I think it's going to be within seven. So I'm going to have to go under just to make my close game count. Rush? I was – going to go push take the cheap way out um i don't recall kansas city sack numbers but you know probably not too high when you're facing josh allen running around back there but they've uh, got 40 41 on the year didn't help and it didn't help joe burrow last week like you guys said the style of play the team who they were playing it wasn't like he was taking able to take three-step drops and get rid of football you know it, it was he was running for his life when he did throw it, but nine sacks and winning the game, that, that's still unheard of. I'm sorry. You guys must be so mad. I would be. Yes. Yes. We are. Um, and, and a lot of it, he, he's got to learn to get rid of the ball quicker too. Like some of those sacks uh, were 
just the defensive line being dominant, but some of them were, hey, if it's not there, you got to get rid of it and, and look, yeah. learn, live to fight on the line of scrimmage another day. I think that'll come with time. I mean, but he didn't force you know, any balls, right? This is his yeah, first like legit full season he's played. So yeah. I think that that'll just come with experience. I mean, NFL moves so much faster than college. So um, I think he'll get there. He's, he's definitely I, got the talent for it. Go ahead, Rush. I'd take a sack over a turnover, especially in the playoffs on the road. Burrow seems to have done that pretty well. 100%. Yeah. I'm gonna... really good at getting sacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't force it. Just get rid of it. Throw it out of bounds. Uh, throw it in the ground. Well, I, that's the next. Absolutely. I'm going to call over but five that's not what, sacks. That's not the Tannehill or Garoppolo approach. No. Yeah. I'm going to call over five sacks on that, and, you know, we'll see what happens. That'll make my – Bets line up. So, anyway, let's move on to 49ers Rams. Um, Rams favored three and a half. Over under is 45 and a half. Raj, facing a, a stout Rams defense, I mean, do you see a similar game plan as the previous matchups at the, the 49ers against the Rams? Is this going to be the Debo Samuel show again? Yeah. I mean, like I said many times, best players, best defense. And even though the Rams have superstars, high-paid superstars, the most unstoppable player, at least offensively, is Debo Samuel. Uh, They played each other in San Francisco, and the Niners boat raced them. They played in L.A., and the Rams pulled a Rams. Like I said, I hope you guys Googled Ram It on YouTube. It's amazing. The video from the 80s, but like I said, now I call it Ram It. That's what they did against the Niners. If the Rams aren't focused, they just go to sleep. And that seems like an MO with superstars in general. Uh, perhaps a, a, a blanket statement, but the Niners are not going to quit. And they're going full tilt the whole game. The Rams don't do that. I've never seen them do that. Matthew Stafford sure as hell doesn't do that. Um, so even though I think the Rams are a more talented team and they have, you know, better skill groups, if, if you will, aside from receiver, I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather go to, to war with the Niners. And, and uh, what's his name? Mike, uh, why I forget his name? What's the coach's name? Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Damn it. I always say Mike. Um, so, yeah, I think – Niners not only cover, but they win. And uh, I want the Rams to win. I only have one favorite team, like I said, but I'm from that area, and they were there when I was there. But I'd love to see them win. But And, you know, who doesn't want to see Jalen Ramsey and Errol Dunn and Leonard Floyd, uh, you know, during Super Bowl media week. But the Rams have also showed a total inability to run the football. And I don't see them running the football this week. And, again, I think the Niners are just bigger and tougher and – they want it more. All right. Robbie. All right. So you yeah, and you're, I. You're, you're, you're confusing Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan because I brought up Tecmo Bowl. Mike <laughs> Shanahan was on Tecmo Bowl back with the Broncos. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so this. Actually, was, it was Dan Reeves back then. Yeah, it it was probably not was. Rat, but. Uh, so this one to me is one of those. Y'all have been right. I've been wrong. Uh, the Niners seem like the worst team there in the playoffs to me. 
Um, and it's been a matchup gift for them, it looks like. Like, to get Dallas, to get Green Bay, and now to get the Rams, who they beat six times in a row. And Really? Yeah. Oh, they wow. Yeah. Shanahan's beat McVay six times in a row. So that's in San Francisco and then in San Francisco South, which is the Rams stadium, where San Francisco is going to be, again, the home team. And so, which is pathetic from L.A. fans. Like, this is the NFC Championship. Don't sell your tickets to Niners fans, but unless. um, Do you see how much gas is down there, bro? It's like over five bucks I paid when I was back there. Um, yeah, you sent us that picture. I don't, I don't miss Crazy. those days. Um, it, this is this is more this is like a this is more like a fighting style type matchup. It seems like the I think the Rams have more talent and they've got more assets and they've got more ability, but the Niners' fighting style seems to just win this battle, and I can't that trend anymore of going six times in a row. I think they make it seven. I think it's a low-scoring game, though. I think the Niners' defense um, matches up, and I agree. Debo Samuel, like, what do you do with him? I mean, to – He threw a touchdown on the last matchup. I mean, he's everywhere. Danahan, who's a great <laughs> play – Throw, runner, run, and catch. A yeah. weapon like that. Um, That's a good point. It, it reminds me of when Percy Harvin was at Florida, and it was just like, he's everywhere, and you can't deal with him. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm getting three and a half. I'm taking the Niners. Fred yeah, Warner. So, it kind of reminds you of the Patrick Willis days when these guys are just monsters that are too fast, too strong for the other team. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Um no, I, I agree. Both good points. Um, I just think, you know, the Rams have, have sold out this year. I mean, the, the time is now for them, if not when. I mean, I think Sean McVay is going to be focused. I think he's watched, you know, this this matchup, this game film a thousand times and is trying to come up with some kind of, of scheme to stop Devo Samuel. Um, and that's going to be the key. If they can slow, I don't, I don't say stop. I mean, there's no stopping this, this guy. He's going to get his. But if they can contain the big chunk plays that he, he produces, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. Um, and, again, like I've said all year, if, if Stafford does not force a turnover, I, I really think the Rams can pull this one out. Um, despite losing six in a row to the 49ers. Well, an intriguing thing, Brandon, and to, to back up your side of the argument, um, two things. Uh, Nick Saban beat Kirby Smart four or five times in a row until he didn't. And then mm-hmm. also the Niners and Rams playing essentially the exact same schedule minus some home and aways. Rams were two games better than the Niners and two of those losses were to the Niners. So that could be a – if you split that, split those games to three game. If you flip it, it's four. So I know there's a lot of ifs and buts, but there's some some stats that say, hey, the Rams are significantly better playing at home 
Um, so yeah, maybe the spread's justified. But I'm just one of those until I see it, I'm I'm not gonna pick it. Yeah, but I mean I also think hey, quick Rams... trivia. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was gonna just gonna say, say also... quick trivia. Uh how many years in be- we're on delays. How many in years in between is it between the in between in between the Rams first round draft picks? How many years are in between the last one and the next one? First round picks? Four? Is it four? High or low, Rob? So they picked. Well, okay, no, wait. So. Ooh, they traded. Four, uh, you can't so think about it. I know you want to. It's seven, you jerk. It's seven years. Their last first round pick was Goff in 16. And basically, almost eight years, their next first round pick is the 2024 draft. Okay. So depending on how you view the seasons and 23 season, 24, whatever, it's seven full years. And they whiffed on that first round pick, round pick and, and right. for Goff. But, you know, they sold out all those picks to get the team they have now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if they can't win now with, with their coaching. Uh, and like I was going to say earlier, you know, Cam yeah, Akers' comeback is huge. And Sony Michelle was a, was a great pickup this year. I mean, he's, he's done a whole lot this, you know, late in, the, in this year. I think they can, you know, kind of control the clock a little bit. I know the defense is – is stout, but I, I really think they can run the ball and, and kind of not put so much pressure on Stafford. And man, a home Super Bowl. Akers away. was the MVP for Tampa Bay, and he is he is hungry and running hard right now. So uh, I'm anxious to see. Uh, he's got to hold on to the football a little bit, but no, that's what I said. He was the MVP last game for Tampa Bay. Um, right, but. They didn't use Michelle at all, which was interesting because he had been kind of a bell – as much of a bell cow as he will be, uh, he didn't play hardly at all last game. So they are going to have to run the ball a lot better than they did, and I don't think they will. Well, we'll see. Um, all right, let's go on to our score predictions and winner picks. I think – we kind of got that a little bit, but Raj, go ahead. You go first. Uh, what's the over? 46? Uh, 40, 45 and a half. I'm concerned about the – I just feel like it's going to be the game in the 20s and the Niners win. Whether or not the over under – the over comes in, I don't know. Um, I'm thinking something like 25-21 San Francisco. Some weird score. Yeah, you never know safeties and field goals and shit. Uh, oh, excuse me. Maybe somebody goes for two, but uh, a three to point, four point win for San Francisco in the twenties. Take it as you may. I'm not touching the over. That's fine. Nice. I'll take San Francisco. I'm actually close to that, but I'm opposite. I've got 24-21 Rams. Um, I think it's a low scoring game as well. Robbie. Yeah, I got 24-20 San Francisco. So we're all in the low twenties. Um, right around the over-under. So it's going to be interesting to see if this line moves and ha- how much it does. ESPN's got it at 46 right now. So up the half point. Um, but not a lot of money's come in on this game yet, which is it's, – it's, it's opened and stayed where it's at, where the 
over-under in the early game has moved three and a half points and the line's moved a half a point. So money's going in on the early game so far. I think a lot yeah. will come in after the early game because this is definitely not the game that people are looking forward to. By the way, the Lakers are in Philly right now, Philly, the land of the crappiest fans on earth because my theory always is the, the worst city, the worst of fans. Um, Philly's a piece of shit. Excuse my language. Uh, anyways, LeBron's not playing, but Carmelo, a seasoned veteran, just got into it with some fans. Wasn't quite the malice mm. at the palace, but it's always nice to see when idiot fans provoke an NBA player and he responds. So now they're kicking these dummies out, but I just wanted to note that uh, we almost had a brawl. That would have been <laughs> would have been something to talk about the NBA <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. But I'm surprised now, Mello uh, indulged. Uh, so Randall's pick is uh, Rams dominate Niners. Um, he's taking the under and Rams to win oh. outright. So that, that's what he's where he's at. Wait, they, um, also, so the Rams are going to shut him out type thing. Uh, I, he didn't make it clear. I just think dominate. I, I think it's just the under points. Uh, total, not not shutting out, but oh, um, we're we're about we're half hour like, into it. Um, if people watching can like and subscribe, that would help out tremendously. Don't wait till the end to do it each time. So yeah, if you'll like and subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. We're gonna keep doing new content and more entertaining as the seasons progress. Um, so we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, actually, uh, Randall was asking us about doing a. Um, uh, show live before lock Sunday at uh two thirty, or to promote that show. So somebody's going to be on. We'll figure that out. Um, could be us. Could be, could be just Randall coming back from the dead. Uh, Actually, <laughs> oh, women's basketball on UT or UT, but Lady Vols on upset alert. Actually, I think a show of Randall um, going through his recovery would be a pretty uh, solid show. Yeah, yeah. Just I just like to talk about the slow motion. Dave Chappelle, Randall's recent. No, go ahead. Well, if if you want to talk about Randall's recovery, this is for Randall. The question would be, how much time you got, buddy? (laughs) Clayton Bigsby. Yeah, I love. (laughs) Yeah, Clayton Bigsby is poor. Poor Randall's got more ailments than anything. He's been through the ringer back and got more inner solitude. He's a great dad. Uh, I would have folded years uh, I, ago I, if I, I went through it. Uh, I was getting on uh, reckless speculate, reckless speculation again tonight. She's like, "How's that possible?" According to Randall's Facebook, he's dead. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I don't know what's going on." Uh, well, we got that got through that pretty quickly. We, we laugh I, at the I, more I surprised. Fuck. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> Randall's got a sense of humor too, but Allison's sense of humor is outstanding. Um, another, dead. I guess, couple. Uh, let's talk about a couple coaching moves that happened uh, yeah. in the NFL today. Was the uh, OC coordinator or defensive coordinator of the Colts goes to the Bears? Um, cannot remember his name or pronounce it if I remember correctly. Golf, something like that. Yeah, I would butcher that. I'd, is their defense that great? 
I mean, didn't they just – wasn't Nagy a defensive guy or was he an offensive guy? Nagy? Like, the Colts defense a defensive exactly, guy. I thought Nagy was defensive. And that's not what the Colts need or, – or, sorry, the Bears need. Uh, yeah, the other – I know we're transitioning because nobody really cares about the Colts defensive coordinator and the Bears. Uh, I Ever, know you're getting Eberfluss. next to the Broncos who – Eberfluss. That Eberfluss. guy. Yeah. We'll go with that yeah. guy. The reason why the Broncos hire of Hackett, the uh, the Packers offensive coordinator, is so interesting to me is because, again, my Rogers. pipe dream as a Raider fan is to reunite Devontae Adams with Derek Carr, or if we can get rid of Derek Carr and bring in Rodgers, just bring in Devontae Adams. But obviously the Green Bay offensive coordinator, there's tons of speculation, reckless speculation, as to Denver trying to trade sign and trade for uh, Rodgers and bring in Adams with him. I don't know. And financially, they have like 44, 45 million. Um, they yeah, they've got have, a lot of They have a lot of guys they can get rid of. Yeah, for sure. They, you know, but it could easily happen. And if Rodgers and Devontae Adams go to Denver, I'm going to jump off my roof because I just loathe the donkeys and I don't want to see them get that good that quick. Correct me if I'm happen. wrong. It, it aren't the Broncos for sale? I have no idea. Are they? I, I know Pat like, Bowlen figuratively died. speaking or no no, I mean like Pat Bowlen died a few years ago. I wanna say they're they're the state selling the Broncos. So I think this is a higher Oh, you're right. With the intent, three billion dollar tax write off for the new owner. How much? Three billion. It says the Broncos sale will offer. It, it hasn't been done yet. They are for sale. A record three billion dollar tax write off for the new owner. That was a ruling last month by Denver's second district court. How can you write off? Which paved oh. the way for the sale. So you're. That's like. So wait, you can. I, what, what are they going? For? What's the price? What's the purchase price? I mean, the most expensive team to be purchased was three point three billion for the Nets. Uh, so basically, they're gonna go for like so five. Billion. Pay four billion for the Broncos and get to write off three billion. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, hmm. We should just get our buddies together and straight Packer <laughs> style, dude. We should buy them sweet tax <laughs> yeah. write off. I'm getting uh, ready to make some more friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think this is a, this, I think this is almost a, like, if you get Hackett and then if Rogers comes, all of a sudden you have a new, well, one, I don't know why the hell Zuckerberg and Bezos and them don't own teams anyways. Elon Musk, like, I can't imagine being that rich and being that much of a loser where, I don't own an NFL team, but I digress. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems like hey, or an come island, spend, come or spend both. five billion, get a three billion dollar tax write off. You hear your instant Super Bowl uh, contenders. This just yeah, seems for like sure. th- th- these seem like backdoor deals where they hired him to where the off- Rogers comes in, knows the offense, and like Raj just brought up. The Rams haven't had – they went seven years of a first-round pick. What in the heck does four first-rounders pick when you whiff on half of them anyways? Go get – Randall. 
Randall's saying Peyton Manning has uh, has had discussion with potential ownership groups to buy the Broncos too. So I, I, can, I love I love is Peyton this like Manning. an Peyton like Manning an LA is, run again? Yeah, I, I love Peyton. Peyton's very rich, I mean very very rich, but that's a whole other tax bracket. Yeah, yeah. Totally Colorado agree. though, you know, is a small town NFL in the, in the sense that you could see the state actually approving. That type of thing for a, a three billion dollar write off that does not happen in states with more dire needs, such as New York or California. The one downside of being a big market fan, but I agree, it's absolutely like the entire state legislature is basically like, We need a winner back in Denver, so this yeah. is what we're going to do. <laughs> like, wow, it, yeah. it's it's very eye opening to say the least, this day and age. And, and you nailed it, right. absolutely nailed it. I mean, honestly, to buy to to buy an NFL franchise for only two billion, if, if that was the sell price and the write off, that's a that's a steal. Steal, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent agree. How much did Jerry um, buy the the Cowboys for? Oh, it was like a hundred million. Now they're the most uh, like the wealth like the eighties, and it's worth what six or, or seven. Now they're the most now, like, valuable franchise. Yeah, mm-hmm. aren't they more and, so than like Man U? Everything the most valuable franchise in all of sport. I think so. I have to look like Forbes, but I think I mean, well, and it's just going up and up. Like the European TV markets don't grow like the American markets are growing, and then Yahoo or not Google, Amazon, Facebook, they're they're going to set it so high. Yeah, they you don't see streaming. stadium development over there, like. I mean, the Knicks blow, but they are the most valued, highly valued franchise in the NBA, uh, partially because of the real estate and the arena that they have. Uh, Madison yeah. Square Garden is a gold mine for multiple reasons. So I don't think anybody would think the Knicks are more valued than the Lakers, but they really are. Oh, yeah. Say yeah. lobby. Yeah. Yeah. And another topic to, to note, uh, to no one's surprise. Uh, Mr. Big Ben retired officially today. Um, future Hall of Famer, two Super Bowls, did a lot for the city uh, of Pittsburgh. Stayed with one team his entire 18 years, which is pretty incredible these days. Um, I couldn't see him attempt to try and go to another team, uh, especially with the the tank on the E right now. So what are your thoughts on that? Raj? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obvious he was a shell of himself or like five times the shell of himself, however you want to say things, the last few years. Uh, it was kind of funny when he was Big Ben initially, he was sort of like this, you know, muscular Steve Young type that was impossible to bring down, that was uh, very – savvy with his uh, straight arms and could get away from people. But I I feel like towards the end, he was just like Humpty Dumpty. Like he would just roll around and see if, you know, if if somebody was in its path, they'd tackle him. Otherwise his fat ass would make a mistake. Or Obviously I'm not a fan of the guy. And and I admire the fact that he turned his life around. You know, he was a kid that was from small town, Ohio, went to Miami of Ohio. Suddenly his quarterback on, arguably the biggest sports franchise 
of all time and they're winning. And then, you know, we're surprised when he gets busted for what he got busted for. As terms of being on the field, when I think of that guy, I think of a winner and I think of a leader. Um, you know, Juju Smith today came out like in my SC drib drab that I, for some reason, pay attention to uh, probably because it's more entertaining than SC football itself. But he just talked about how much Roethlisberger meant to him as, you know, in his career. And it, Roethlisberger didn't know, even though Juju was a second round pick, that he would be a good player. He did that with Antonio Brown. He did that with no matter the receiver, he took the time and uh, was very selfless, very team oriented. And I certainly admire that. Uh, I tend to be too uh, black letter law or hard lined and, and give the guy just hate him because he inappropriately did something. But as a football player, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know about that. What I saw of him on the field, he was a hell of a teammate, a hell of a leader, um, just an indomitable spirit. Uh, you know, he would will his team to win. And, and it was almost like you got to a point where there could be four dudes hanging on him. You're like, Ben is not going down no matter what. He's just not going down. He's going to get rid of the ball and he's going to figure it out. Um, so he's a hall of famer and uh, a very unique player probably should have stepped away a few years ago, but, um, much respect for the career that he had. And as, uh, the person on the field, he, he was. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, I think for, in his peak time, he was, he was the guy you didn't want to give the ball to with, 25 seconds left on the clock because you knew he was going to drive the ball down. Elway. Yeah. Um, and I, I tweeted or text you guys something earlier about, you know, Brady's reference to him. Um, you know, he defied the TB12 method uh, by just throwing some ice on it. You know, this guy played hurt probably more than anybody, especially in that position that, that I know. And, you know, it, it was incredible to see him come out there and just wincing in pain and still making throws and, and um, you know, unbelievable uh, toughness. Uh, they don't make him like that anymore. And now you can't even hit the quarterback that much anymore. So, um, Robbie. Hey, guys, I have a question for you. This is Randall. So, I was like, hey. It's like, is that God? <laughs> Who do you list as the best quarterback from that draft class? Well, I'm gonna get Robert I'm gonna get Carter. into my I'm gonna get into my list of this this generation's hey. quarterbacks. So I'm gonna answer that real quick for you, Randy. He can oh, barely right. talk. Let him finish the question. Oh, sorry. The draft class. The draft class was Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. How do you rate them? One, two, three. Just like of course, you said. we go straight to Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, did Roethlisberger have two like Eli? Or yeah, 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 only two. one. Only one. Yeah, I mean, man, Rivers was such a good quarterback. He was just he was, in the right he system just... to put up numbers. But yeah, he never. Uh, he wasn't winning a ring. So I, I agree. I, I'd say one, two, three, starting with Ben. By the way, Ben, uh, he's got a kid named Bodie, which I don't think he knows. I mean, we all know that's Patrick Swayze, right? But he spells his yeah. kid's name B-O-D-I-E, which is very uh, Ohio, if you will. Um, that's <laughs> not quite how you spell Bodie. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a, a red thing to do, but I just saw that his kid's name was Bodie, uh, which is either awesome or really weird, if depending on how you think about it. But yeah, Roethlisberger, Manning, Rivers. Um, so my take on Roethlisberger Bodie. is he was the heir apparent to Steve McNair, which is kind of this tough guy quarterback that just it's hard to take down. They're tough. They play through it. They get hit and they don't get the flags that most quarterbacks get because they are so big. Cam Newton was the same way. You hit Cam Newton a certain way. Shaq. Jack, you hit, you hit Brady. If you touch Brady, it's a 15 yard penalty. If you hit Ben, it's not. If you hit Steve, it wasn't. If you hit Cam, it's not. Um, yeah, I think uh, Ben was in a great organization. He was a competitor. And, um, yeah, two-time Super Bowl champion. My list of not just that draft class, but this this kind of window from 35 to 45 now. Um, obviously, Brady, number one. Peyton, two. I had a trouble with uh, – Breeze and Aaron Rodgers, I think I'm – even though Rodgers is more talented, I think I'm going to put Breeze at three. Aaron at four. I got Ben at five, Eli at six, and Phillip at seven is how I rank that kind of window of quarterbacks. Agree. I can't disagree. disagree with that. I have to Google yeah, people I'm, that are 35. To, I mean, I I don't have an well, issue I mean, with that. That was my rough in terms of just that kind of, That's just how I mentally. I agree. I mean, Philip Rivers was always around. You know, he was always talked about. He was an elite guy. But he just, you know, he, he never won the ring. And, you know, that when you're, you're starting to nitpick and – you know, all these guys are super talented. You have to go to, you know, who won the rings. And, the the thing know, with Rivers, he didn't. Rivers he, had the most talented. He was elite between the sheets. At least two or three years. Yeah, he's got like eight or ten kids or something. He did. It. Yeah. Like yeah. 38, I think. But, yeah, I mean, winners make the plays. They make the throw when they need the throw. They, they hold the ball when they need the ball. They throw it away when they – and Rivers didn't do that. I mean, he was not a guy that was ever known for, you know, more often than not, he made a decision that was forced in crunch time. Unfair to say it like that, but compared to those other guys, yeah, he would be the guy I would last want. Let's say there's 13 seconds left, like with Mahomes had. I mean, would you rather have Breeze or Rivers to get yourself in field goal position? I mean, it's it's yeah, Breeze not all debatable. Day. Um, yeah. yeah. He, he was speaking a gunslinger of, and gunslinger offenses, but yeah. Speaking of forcing and gunslinger, um, uh, no, Randall, well, Randall said, do you, do you include? No, Favre is way too old I'm in that group. I'm talking about like the peers that are still playing or recently retired. Favre is – this is not my all-time quarterback list. I have Montana. I have Marino. I have a lot more people. This, is just, this is just strictly people that were peers with – uh, Big Ben, to yeah. clarify. Barb is 52. Yeah, 
way too old. And if Favre yeah. went out like on top, like he went out like, oh man, towards the end he looked like worse than Flacco. But yeah, he's fifty two, and I agree with Rob. That's that's a that's a different conversation. I, th- I thought he had a good shot at a run there with the Vikings at the was it the first year he played with the Vikings? Oh, Bounty Gate. That's when New yes. Orleans was trying to yeah. get him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought, you know. Oh, so did Randall Cunningham. A little, of little strike changes, of magic. Not that Speaking Randall Cunningham. coaching changes, but... what about Sean Payton retiring? Stepping down. Yeah. Stepping because down. Words matter. That's, tr- that's true, James. Stepping down. Words matter. Stepping First down. I heard retiring. Retire. Yeah, then I heard stepping no, down. It's stepping hey. down. They still have him for Time three for- years on a contract. Um, yeah, so someone's got to pay some draft picks to get him. So, yeah, he is in an impossible situation. I think they're even worse than uh, the Packers. I think they're like $70 million over the cap. They have zero quarterback options. Um, you know, this is a blow-up team mode. They're blowing up everybody. They're trading everybody. And they're going to start from scratch, including well, the coach. And yeah, he, he is too old. And including Alvin Kamara. Too many years. He does not want to go through that again. So. Well, um, so the yeah. problem he Kamara's gone, Michael Thomas is gone. Um, it's that that same team is gone no matter what. I, yeah. I have to I have to think Sean Payton looked himself in the mirror and was like, "I'm too good of a coach to have a number one draft pick," and but uh, but there's no way in hell I'm so good that I can grab this team to the playoffs. So I'm stuck in NFL purgatory. Like you can't be there. Yeah. And so he can. was just like, I'm not gonna lose every game to get the number one pick and what quarterbacks are out there right now. So yeah, yeah it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna step away and and uh take my talents and, elsewhere. You know, if if Romo became a no win situation. If yeah. Romo or somebody goes to, to Amazon or something like that, he could slide right into a role easily there. Um, you know, oh, doing yeah. announcing and and just kind of coast the next three years till he's up with the Saints and, you know, come back ready to coach. Because as we know, the carousel and NFL coaching. um, Well, you know, and I think that, granted, the Saints won't let him walk for nothing, but I do think there's such goodwill and such – He's so here in that city that it wouldn't be a – just a ugly, ugly divorce. I think there will be some compromise we may take. We being the Saints would take a little less than we're deserved, but we're going to get something and he can go on his way. I just don't don't see Miss Benson ending this on a vile streak. Yeah, well, I mean, he put his heart in That's the that. point I was going to make. That's one of the few towns where – when you're good and they love you, they love you. And you yeah. don't have to pay or do anything. Kids, generationally speaking, um, he would really have to F things up and go down like a toilet bowl, swirly for it, uh, not to, based on what he's done. But, I mean, again, he's going out relatively on top. And he knows at this point, it, it, you know, he's well past his prime. It's the point of no return. Is he going to wait another 10 years and turn this around? No, it's a different football yeah. era as well. Yeah. So I'd rather have free drinks for life in New Orleans, but I would be. <laughs> I would, yeah, he's I would. going out on top for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we're close to time. Got about a little, little under five minutes left. 
Um, final thoughts. Oh, that's it. Raj, Robbie, who wants to go first? Um, uh, I hope we had more than five because I got to take a take a leak real quick. So right, I'm holding first, it, but I'm old. Go ahead, Robbie. First, final thoughts. Um, be right back. Well, another great sports weekend coming up um, for college basketball fans. We have the SEC Big Twelve challenge on saturday that's gonna take up my the majority of my saturday i'm looking forward to it i'm getting off of over an illness not covid but an illness something different um and so yeah i'm looking forward to being on the couch all day saturday watching college basketball and then sunday man um can the NFL possibly get better than it was last weekend? I'm not sure it is possible, Man. but what do you say at this point about the NFL's product? I mean, what can you say? Like it mesmerizes like as high as it is. And it like, I'd still buy their stock. Like it's, there's no end to how good it's getting. Um, that and then, um, yeah, and then next weekend, uh, off weekend, and then Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Um, I, I'm excited for this weekend uh, again. Watch a little basketball on Saturday, but man, I, the NFL's product I mean, it is king for a reason, it is. America's new pastime. Um, it, it is by far superior to any other sport. I mean, it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I love a lot of other sports, but it, I mean, the, the production that this puts out is, is unbelievable. You're on the edge of your seat, especially playoffs. I mean, this year's playoffs, they've done so well. Um, and man, I, I can't wait. Get your popcorn ready this weekend. Oh. It's going to be another. Before we Go pass ahead. it to Raj, did you hear, uh, Brandon, that our uh, our buddy uh, Jeff Fisher got a U.S. Yes, uh, the Michigan uh, USFL coaching job. USFL, yeah. I, yeah. The Birmingham, Michigan Panthers. Michigan yes. Panthers in Former. Birmingham, Alabama is where they're playing. So if you guys want to get USC, a road trip, wait, white what? defensive they, cornerback, they are playing all their games in Birmingham, Alabama. There are two. How the hell does that happen? There, every single team from all you know the different cities are all playing in, on two oh. fields in Birmingham, Alabama. So every game will be in Birmingham. They have to travel. Smart as ah, the USFL but we, bubble. I like it. Hey, we have a a short we, drive. Can we Birmingham. be sponsored by the USFL bubble? That, doesn't that, that sounds like a good weekend, right? Like we could go down there. The uh, yeah. if beers are I think cheap, we should go. Yeah, I mean, you got nothing to lose. But the Michigan team uh, has a, a a nice long future of five hundred seasons in store for them. <laughs> That's what so I was going to say. Is it possible they that. can go eight and eight again? Like, or kick I think they probably only play twelve die. games. But that's why I said the five hundred. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, lose against the teams they're supposed to beat, or but yeah, uh, one thing about Jeff Fisher. Uh, Again, I can be quasi-racist because I'm brown, but uh, him and Jason Seahorn were two not only white defensive backs, but they both played cornerback at USC, and they were good. 
I'm sorry, but when's the last time you saw a white corner in NFL or even in college? Like, like sincere, that's rhetorical. We don't need you racist a-holes to answer that. <laughs> Just kidding. But, dude, to, you'd figure a guy that's a white corner could figure some kind of, like, competitive advantage out. But uh, Jeff Fisher just couldn't do it. But the white DB question is a sincere question. There's still hard-hitting safeties, like Harrison Smith and other dudes, John Lynch. Uh, but you don't see a lot of, like, uh, you know, and my parents are from India. You know, we thing that we've seen with Indians in the NFL are statisticians. The the white guys but now play pretty good they play it. slot receivers. They've been moved to the other side of the ball. That's oh, right. Yeah, dude. That's right. Nice point. My boy Renfro, dude. He Yeah, Renfro, Welker, yeah. uh Amendola. And, I mean that whole Cole Beasley. It's just like, hey, I can do Cooper I can go Cup. deep too. Yeah. I can do anything. And for the record, All the right. Jaguars owner is Pakistani. He's not Indian. Just FYI. All right, boys. We're uh, just about a minute over our time. Let's let's call it. Um, thanks for joining. Please like and subscribe to Reckless Speculation on YouTube, Facebook. Click like. Do whatever you need to do. Watch us. We don't disappoint. Randall, you can cut it. Wait, wait, we'll wait. See you next. Not. Wait. Well, Balls plus three tomorrow night. Uh, I thought we did. We did bet you're not diverse team. Well, I know. Well, just hey, USC's an 11 point favorite. Changed. Yeah. USC's 11 point favorite against Stanford tonight. They lost to Stanford a couple weeks ago. It's a bad matchup. Why it's 11, I don't know. Um, my bet you're not Team USA, tomorrow? baby, over El Salvador. Uh, it's at 11 Eastern, which is when all Pac 12 games naturally start. Um, it's on uh, FS1. But, yeah, 11 still, points to me is way too many for a team that I'm, I'm still sleeping on the couch, so I'll turn it off well. and bet on it. So, Raj, you think I should bet who? I can't say either way, dude, but I, I, I'm shocked it's 11, and it stayed at 11 all week. SC is favored. Stanford matches up well. They beat them in, in the Bay Area. But for Sounds a, like Stanford a couple of races, the game was on, like, a it. Tuesday. But I'll send you that's the tab something that I'm <laughs> not with what you bet maybe a like a, a third of it but anyways team usa beat el salvador a nice diverse team usa you know it's a soccer is uh affecting all uh, of our there's country, which is lovely there's randall cutting us out on the music don't bring don't bring it's, up our soccer it's time to go Two of our first shows we had a, a soccer talk we had nothing to playing a synthesizer <laughs> He's telling us. Is he Robert? <laughs> Robert Logia from right. Big with that like electric floor piano. Speculation. We'll be back next week, yeah. possibly or, Sunday. Or, I don't know what's going Sunday on. Possibly Sunday before two. Possibly Sunday at two thirty. Who knows? We'll let you know. Follow, like, subscribe, check us. Let's KOST go. Coast FM. This is Randall Cunningham saying. Yeah.